0: Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Primers, welcome to this issue 51 of DC Primetime from the Next Level Showcast here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck.
1: And from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods, also from the Next Level Network, I am Rob Martin.
0: I love hearing that
1: now. Mm -hmm, Me too. (laughs) Also
0: part of the Next Level Network. because The network is growing, man, and I love that you guys are a part of it now. And this is a part of it and everything else is a part of it. Uh, But a little bit of a short week this week. We didn't know it at the time we recorded last week, but no episode of Legends of Tomorrow or Powerless this week. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow was, I think, due to the president's speech, so nobody ever really wants to compete with that. So Legends was on break, and then Powerless. I don't know why Powerless wasn't on.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite too sure.
0: There was nothing conflicting with it. I think maybe they're maybe they're just kind of spreading out those ten episodes a little bit to make them last a little longer. Yeah, so. I think so. Who knows? But we do know this coming week we will not have an episode of Arrow, uh, which kind of sucks because of the way they left us with a huge reveal uh, this week's episode of Arrow, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. But, man, did they pull the wool over our eyes on this particular reveal so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well done to the writers of arrow for that one
1: Absolutely. yeah like i said i can't wait to to talk about that point because yeah there was a uh, no part of me that anticipated or expected that
0: nope not at all and i don't think any of our listeners did either because nobody posted anything about that on our facebook page like nothing like it was i, I didn't hear rumblings of that being a possibility at all anywhere online so again well done to the writers this week mm-hmm. on on Arrow. Um, quick reminder before we jump into things: don't forget about our funniest DC meme contest that is running up until the March tenth. So you have up until this coming, I think is it? It's Friday, I believe. Friday um, the tenth. Yep. To post your funniest DC meme on our Facebook page, uh, not as a comment or not as a comment on a previous post. Post it directly on the page, facebook.com slash DC Primetime. The funniest meme uh, is going to uh, win an awesome prize. I'm heading to Heroes and Villains uh, Fan Fest slash Walker Soccer Con in Chicago at the end of March. So our grand prize winner will get – I will have something personally signed to you and I will bring it back to hear from heroes and villains, and I will I will send it to you. So you don't even have to go to the con to get your autograph. Uh, I will bring it. I will send it directly to you. I'll do all the work, and I might even have more than one person sign it if I can swing it. So, uh, and I think we did decide there is going to be a second prize too, since we hit our likes on the Facebook page. Uh, yes. So the second funniest is going to get um, a copy of Justice League Dark on uh, Blu-ray uh, DVD combo.
1: Yeah, it's uh, that or um, I think you get, it's a choice of that or I think Telltale or Batman. Or Telltale so, Batman, yeah,
0: for whatever console that you, you play it on.
1: I will say uh, there's only two entries so far, so people need to make sure they get them in soon. But right now, that means uh, if there's only a few entries, your chance of winning is high. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: as of right now, Kay. our two entries are both winners. So
1: Yes, exactly. So um, we want to see more people involved. There's a lot of people now um, really engaging on the Facebook page that are a lot of new names. So, if you're listening to the show, make sure, drop what you're doing, just get that meme posted on the on the visitor page. It's not yeah. going to take long, and know that this is really worth it and worth your time. So,
0: I mean, and we know for a fact, <laughs> we have over 250 likes on the Facebook page. It keeps growing. Actually, I think it's over that now.
1: I, I think it's 260, I think, now. So. Yeah,
0: and I know for a fact, because I checked the statistics, that we have almost, you know, probably three times that as many listeners, so it's... Um, not as many subscribers. We encourage you guys to subscribe, but I do know we get a lot of hits on the podcast. So we definitely get a lot of this. so, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You submit a meme, you post it on the Facebook page. Who knows? It could be the funniest one and you might win. Yeah. So take a shot, find a meme online, create one yourself or, or create one yourself, post it on the Facebook page. Uh, and you could win a cool prize from Chicago, uh, which I'll do all the work. And just to prove its authenticity, I will make sure I take a picture of this person signing it too. So you'll have that as well. It'll be there your you certificate go. of authenticity, technically.
1: <laughs> so,
0: um, let's move forward, and let's hit the DC bullet points for this week. Only three shows to talk about, so I know we say probably a relatively shorter podcast. It never happens. Um, uh, this
1: time, I think it might be, because...
0: I, you're exhausted.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why, like, and I'll even get into it in a minute or two after we do this, but yeah.
0: Yeah, you're exhausted, and I kind of want to go see Logan this afternoon. Uh, especially seeing the teaser for Deadpool 2 that's before it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I can't wait. I know that's Marvel, but still. Uh, All right, three shows to talk about. We'll give our rating of Sidekick, Hero, or Legend for all three. Starting off first with Supergirl Season 2, Episode 14. Uh, Rob, we'll start with you. Sidekick, Hero, or Legend?
1: I was really on the fence about this episode, Um, but I will say I think my final decision comes in at a low Legend. I think that feels right um there was a lot to like about this episode the plots are really moving forward and jeremiah coming back really was kind of what we expected where we were going to see a little bit of a mix of uh, is he only up and up or not and i think pretty much as soon as i saw him i'm like no he is not so uh but i love what they're doing and how it kind of shook everybody in the danvers family to their core and it was really fun watching that drama play out so yeah definitely yeah. A legend
0: uh i'm i'm I was also on the fence. However, I'm going to go to the opposite side of the fence, and I'm going to say hi, Hero. Uh, There were definitely some things about this episode that I liked. uh, But, I mean, my only thing is that I feel like it might have – the episode might have been a little too full. Um, And maybe not. I I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I'm I'm just choosing to be different. (laughs) So I still highly enjoyed the episode, but I'm going to say hi, Hero instead. Cool uh next up we have the flash attack uh, uh season three episode fourteen uh I think we're both in agreement on this one uh better even better than last week uh and uh I'm just gonna say legend yeah that.
1: i yeah no question about it and I think again when we were kind of like you know they used the grills very sparingly man they even stepped it up this more this week and I mean it was awesome everything about it was great yeah um and double HR again. It's, it's it's how is this ever a problem? Um. <laughs> no, it, then, it never is. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, and lastly, we have Arrow Season 5, Episode 15. Uh, I think, again, same page. We were already giving it the high praises at the top of the episode. Uh, legend, without a doubt. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all has been redeemed in my eyes, um, especially <laughs> after that twist this week. So, um, yeah.
0: And it's, I mean, it's. If only for that twist, this episode gets a legend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, nothing else in that episode, um, <laughs> if nothing else in this episode other than that, it would have got a legend for me. So, but the rest of the episode was just as strong.
1: Yeah, um, and I think honestly, if even if that wasn't there, man, the T spheres done. I know, legend, and finally got it. <laughs> uh, all
0: right, let's go into the secret origins portion where we talk about each episode and break it down slightly. Starting off first with Supergirl episode two or season two episode fourteen, titled "Homecoming," when Jeremiah Danvers is rescued from Cadmus. Alex and Kara are thrilled to have him back, but Monel is suspicious about his sudden return. Uh, first things first, no Olsen this week no jimmy also no, no james also none at all so i think probably i think the only character out of the group that we didn't get anything uh any, anything from and i don't really think that hurt the episode at all um it, it, you know it's nothing against that character it's nothing against uh you know me brooks or uh you know the character i just i, I think i don't really know where he would have fit in this story
1: wait repeat yeah wait hold on repeat that
0: uh look, i said that uh, you know it's nothing against you know the actor or the character i just don't know where that character would have fit in the story of this episode
1: yeah yeah no sorry my brain completely blinked out on me <laughs> i was wondering yeah i was just kind of like duh <laughs> <laughs> wipe up the
0: drool get back to work
1: yeah seriously <laughs> oh my god sorry it, it's been a weird week for me like really like I always even uh, we were supposed to start recording actually for everybody about an hour ago, <laughs> and uh, I completely uh, overslept today, and that means it was like eleven something, which is rare for me on a Sunday. Yeah, um, and even when I was trying to watch Arrow last night, I fell asleep. I think three times watching the episode where I had to attempt to watch it a third time in the middle of the night, and I'm like, I have to get through this. It's not that it wasn't entertaining me; I was just incredibly exhausted. Same thing happened when I saw like a Batman this past weekend. I fell asleep in the theater. I never do that. So something's off. That's all right. So it's all good. (laughs) It's It's all good. But yeah, Uh, no, I know what you mean about James, though. Um, I can't see where Guardian would have fit into this mix, and I think it would have taken a a lot away from the drama that was happening with the the Danvers family. I think it would have been too many cooks, um, and I think I kind of applaud them for taking that off the board that week.
0: Yeah. I mean, even Maggie, like we, we got Maggie in small little doses throughout this episode, but I mean, even where that happened, like she was being introduced to the family that was back together, if only temporary. So she kind of fit. Again, I just don't know where James would have fit in in, at all in this.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely agree.
0: So uh, what are some of the other strong points about this episode? I mean, you, you gave it a legend. I gave it a hero. What do you think were some of the things that kind of crossed over that side of the fence into legend?
1: I actually really loved Monel this episode. I mean, like I always really enjoy his character, but I love the fact that he kind of saw through everything first. I mean, like everybody else had blinders on with Jeremiah, and like he immediately felt something was off. So it's kind of cool to see that his brain, like his brains, are starting to match his brawn a little bit more. Uh, you you always kind of view him as the comic relief, so you don't really give him credit as a serious character at all. But when he actually really got into the mix this week with that, it was really interesting and unique to watch. Uh, Him being the one to pull it all down Um, and the same way with watching, you know, like when kind of pull that move when like Monel comes to him and it's kind of like, hey, you're uh, you're not doing any kind of guarding today. You know, Uh, can you help me out with this and watching everybody kind of slowly turn on Jeremiah was really interesting because every time it was somebody you kept seeing reactions from multiple people start falling apart more and more. So it was really unique to see how important that character is to so many people in that show. Um, especially, you know, like that dinner sequence where you see him and Hank talking or John, you know, yeah. um, and it's kind of like, thank you so much for making your promise. And you're like, oh crap. You kind of forget that all of these things that Jeremiah really did in the background before the show is started. Like he's kind of the, like the keystone of this entire plot for this, this series. So him coming back into the mix really changed that so much. But Dean Kane, C- you know, was just so much fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I really, really loved what they did there.
0: And he's, I mean, he's one of those actors that like, he was so, he was so good in this episode that if something does happen down the line and he becomes a more permanent fixture of the show again, dude, I would love to see that because he fits into this world so well. Uh, you know, having been, you know, Superman before and now, you know, the father of Supergirl, it's just. He, he fits into this world so well, and he's still a good actor. So I would love to see – I, I kind of hope that we now that he's back uh, into the woodwork and he's back out in the open from this episode that the, remet, the rest of this season, he's going to be more
1: prominent for the rest of this,
0: which I think might I, be the case. I think we're going to see – I think we're now going into the main plot line of this season now.
1: Yeah, I do, too. I mean, like you know, it's this is where it's usually hits, too. Like you, when you're about nine episodes away from the end, uh, the major plot points start really coming in heavy. I mean, we still don't know what's going on with uh, Lena yet as far as where she stands on all this. A lot still has to happen, but I will say this was a really good forward momentum. And you and me both kind of got our wish like Jeremiah de- definitely appears like he's going to be another cyborg Superman um like we got that little tease in this episode when like you know him and john are squaring off and you see part of his arm kind of tear away so if people weren't happy with the hang henshell angle originally on the way that they made that one cyborg superman i think this is going to be another one so yeah so, but a little bummed that the eradicator thing didn't come come to pass
0: well it season's not over
1: it's not, so, so there's a well, lot more to come.
0: And it's funny, too, because when they rescued Jeremiah and I saw that they were treating his wounds and everything, the first thought that came in my head was, damn it, he's not the Eradicator. Because he's mm. actually wounded. He's not, like, super powered right now. Like, if you're tending to his wounds, he's not superpowered. He's not the Eradicator. So I, I don't know if he is full-on cyborg Superman like Hank Henshaw. I think I think he's just part. Like, it's just, I think as of right now, it's just his arm. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately for the characters, um, you know, I think he's actually in his right mind and I think he, he has a reason why he's doing what he's doing. I don't think he's I don't think he's brainwashed by Cadmus at all. I think he's doing, you know, just the conversation that he has with Alex at the end, you know, like family is complicated. I, I think I think he does have a motive for what he's doing and why he's doing it, what it is. We have no idea. But I don't think he's brainwashed at all. I think he's completely in his right mind. Yeah. So I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Do you think he's brainwashed or do you think he's he's got a reason? Um,
1: I think he does have a reason. I don't think he is actually a hardcore villain. Um, I don't either. I, I I really think it's kind of Cadmus. is kind of like, if you don't do this, we're going to kill everyone that you love kind of things. Where he is forced to make a decision. and But the question is, he's been with... Uh, You know, he's been with Cadmus what they said. Like, it was, like, 15 years. Like, 15 15 years, years. yeah. Yeah, so there's a question of, like, that kind of Stockholm Syndrome. Does this mean, like, maybe he is kind of, you know, buying into their messaging a little bit now? There's a possibility of it. I mean, it's a really hard call. I mean, I still think he's going to be a solid guy in his, you know, to his core. But, I you know, I think he's making decisions right now based on the survival of his loved ones. So...
0: Do we think, and because th- this is something that's in my head, do we think that when this storyline wraps up, there's a chance for Jeremiah to become part of the, the DEO again? Or do we think um, it, it's a situation where Jeremiah, sa- Jeremiah sacrifices himself for the good of his family to, and to I bring down I, Cadmus?
1: I think you're going to see a sacrifice. I don't think you're going to... I don't think he's going to be welcomed back into open arms with the DEO, um, especially the way that they kind of left it. So um, but, yeah, I, I think that's exactly where where we're headed. I think we're going to see a sacrifice.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and that's what I'm leaning towards, too. I think that's the situation that's going to happen is that for the good of his family and for the for the make good of himself to clean slate with himself and morally be good uh, and to bring down Cadmus at the same time, I think I think that's probably what it's going to require as a sacrifice from Jeremiah. So, which will suck, but you know, it 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 happens. It's you know that's what happens in these shows. So, uh, going back to the point with Monel too about how Monel was the only one that could see everything. It just goes to show, uh, you know, that when you are in the middle of a situation, sometimes you don't see both sides. You can be very blinded by one side of it, and it takes an outsider to to kind of see that. So, and this was the perfect example of that.
1: Yeah, Uh, and then like I said, we have the big tease too from Jeremiah talking to Monel. He's like. He's like, you don't want me to tell her what you really are and what the things that you've really done. This is giving us a little bit more nod to those people coming after Monel, and the more and more I we see that, the more and more he is becoming increasingly more interesting on this show, uh, which is you know we already all agree he is already fantastic. Um, so I'm really curious to see what that ends up actually being. Yeah. So it's a big wait and see, but I'm really excited to see how that's going to pan out. But I am really happy though that. Car and Monel are together. I mean, you know, there's going to be speed bumps in the relationship. You know, I, you know, normally I don't. I'm not big about shipping characters and saying, all right, well, these people need to be together. I really love the way that they interact together as a couple. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing even the speed bumps because they tackle it in such unique and interesting ways with these characters. So
0: I I love the whole. Uh, and this kind of leads into my, my line of the week too because my line of the week actually comes from supergirl and I, I can't I, I don't know it exactly one of these days we're gonna st- I'm gonna find a way to actually start playing clips and we're just gonna play the line of the week uh, but until that day comes uh, forgive me if I don't get it right but it's uh, you know in the beginning of the episode when cara's telling monel like we have to kind of keep this secret let's not tell anybody keep it to ourselves <laughs> and within the first you know the very next scene is monel in the deo saying cara and i are dating just wanted you to know it's wonderful and she leans to him and she's like 10 seconds you lasted like that you lasted 10 seconds and he's like i know i couldn't help it um but that kind of leads into my line of the week and when they go and they talk to uh they you know they talked to john or you know john jones and alex and you know there's no chance you didn't hear that and he's like no as a matter of fact you need to go see hr and she's like wait are you kidding he's like no you're in a relationship go down see peggy and fill out everything she says in triplicate you know don't keep peggy waiting go down and <laughs> fill out every form she gives you in triplicate so i thought that was just a a, a great little joke to throw into the show like, okay, these guys are superheroes, but you know what? You still gotta follow policy. <laughs> we have an HR.
1: Oh, that's so funny.
0: So yeah, I I I thought that was a great moment of levity and without this within this episode. That that's that falls into my line of the week this week.
1: Absolutely. So um
0: Yeah, you mentioned too the guys the the people from Warworld or at least we're assuming they're from War World and um you know, they completely fell by the wayside to me, and I completely forgot about them until you just brought them up.
1: Yeah, so I'm curious to see when they're going to show up again, because like I said, the first I think the first tease we had was, what, during the invasion? Like, right before Invasion Week, I want to say, is when we got the little tease. It was, like, right around that point, and then we've had a couple other nods since then, but not many. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what, what is to come still.
0: I am, so. too. <clears throat> Uh, All right, anything else from Supergirl that I might be forgetting before we move on?
1: No, I think it kind of covers it. All right,
0: Uh, cool. So then we will move on to the next show of the week, which is The Flash Season 3, Episode 14, Attack on Central City. Uh, Grodd and his army bring their battle to Earth-1, which the team must find a way to stop. I said it earlier on, uh, and I mentioned it last week, that I thought this week was going to be better than last week. And I was right. This week was even better. We got more of the apes. My only disappointment to this episode, and I kind of hope it's corrected later, we only got like three seconds of the accelerated man.
1: Yeah. But I love the fact that at least that tease was still there. I mean, it was just cool. It was fun because, I mean, this is the first time we actually spent time on Earth-19. I mean, granted, it was a rainy sequence at night. But it was just a great shot of seeing the accelerated man speeding away real quick um, while he's talking to Gypsy. So, yeah, still just a fun moment.
0: I hope that means that that character can come back again.
1: Um, more than likely. It's kind of like they have a costume nail. So,
0: yeah, exactly. So we might as well use it. Let's put somebody else in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we got a lot out of this episode. We got uh, some great moments with Vibe and Gypsy again. Um you know nothing really from Caitlin, which is fine. Um, you know, as far as super super how superpowers go, it, this was more the speedsters along with Vibe and Gypsy, and I thought the team worked rather well. No, uh, no Julian either this episode, which was kind of a bummer.
1: Ah, uh, maybe maybe uh, he was uh, resting up for his next date. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's um, true. He's, he's written down his smooth lines he's going to use on caitlin he that's needs right. time and he, you know it's that's an art form
0: he had to go to so. london to figure out his next smoothest shit line mm-hmm.
1: yeah um but yeah no i was I, I felt his presence missing a little bit this week but i kind of understand it because again you've got harry and hr both awake for the entirety of the episode so it was fun to watch them be around each other a little bit more and it was great to see harry just back in the mix um I think one of the things I got to bring up is obviously, you know, the big subplot this week was Jesse leaving Earth 2 and moving to Earth 1. And, um, you know, she brings up her thought process. And later in the episode, we see Wally and Harry talking. And (laughs) Harry basically is like, well, I'm not as healthy as I used to be. Um, That whole, like, you're dying. He's like, well, yeah.
0: (laughs) And you know what sucks, too, about that is I bought into it and I was sad for him
1: to for a (laughs) second i'm like no not harry i love him He's so much fun i was i love i love the idea that it was just a ruse to make jesse feel bad yeah um but yeah
0: he's unbelievable and (laughs) then but yeah like when when he went into that and i'm watching that scene and i'm like oh man i'm like this sucks like i wonder like this is probably their way of writing off that that you know that wells and uh, and then all of a sudden it turns around and I'm like, Yay, he's not dying. Like he's just mm-hmm. a jerk that he's always been. And I, I, I love that. And I'm like, okay, that kind of fits into this character. But I love the interactions too between Harry and HR. Oh yeah. Um, there's so much fun. You can you can definitely see that Tom Cavanaugh is working hard, man. He's there's such a distinction between it's the same character, just two different versions, and there's such a distinction that they you can totally tell they're two different characters, but he plays them so well, and he plays off of himself that great. Yeah. So it's it's it just solidifies once again why Cavanaugh is probably my favorite actor, and Wells is probably my favorite character on the show.
1: Yeah, almost any version that you make of him, he is he's always the the breakout. Uh, yeah, which. It's impossible for most people to become one breakout character. He's found a way to make three breakout characters on this show. So yeah, um, you love them all for completely different reasons. Um, But yeah, I mean, we always kind of sing his praise every week. But yeah, I mean, this week again, and same as uh, last week's episode, you got to give him a lot of credit because, you know, last week he had to be the voice of Grodd as well for a while. And everybody felt so different. And it never came off kind of cheesy with any of them, which is impressive. So yeah, it was... It's amazing to see what they're capable of on the show as far as the cast. So,
0: Yeah. Um, so jumping into, obviously, we, the big thing about this, too, and I think this kind of plays into the story. The main arcing storyline about this is that there's always another way. That's kind of like the theme of this episode. Because uh, we're getting to see a darker side of Barry emerge, at least for a short period of time, and that he feels like th- this is the only way I have to do this is I have to kill Grodd. And that's a really dark thought to have. I mean, for a hero, uh, I love that we got a couple mentions actually of Starling City or Star City and Green Arrow this episode. Mm. Uh, one from HR and, you know, that green hooded guy from, you know, whatever. And then, you know, we got the mention again when they brought up the fact that, you know, hey, Oliver used to kill and he's still considered a hero. So, yep. it's it's a dark territory for him to go into. But I'm glad that. Uh, the voice of reason was Wells.
1: Yeah, it, well, it was a mixture. It was Wells, it was Joe, you know, it was Iris. I mean, like, everybody had their own point where, like, no, that keeps you away from being the Flash that everybody loves. Do, don't do go down this road. Um, so I really love the fact that, because this is the first time I think we really saw Barry, like, like, have that thought process of, like, this person has to die. I have to kill them. I mean, like... You see that a little bit with like reverse flash and you saw it a little bit with Zoom, but this was a straight up, this will solve all of our problems. This was the easy way out, you know, versus revenge. Um, This was kind of the selfish call. And it was really great seeing Barry actually fight that. Like, you know, when somebody, you know, know, one of the, the main villains of the previous seasons does something horrendous. There's that idea that everybody is always kind of like, that's your gut instinct. is like, this guy's going to pay. This guy's going to die. But, yeah, it was really interesting to see Barry straight up to say, I'm going to kill him. Because that'll stop this prophecy from happening. That, that will do this. And it was that selfish mentality that caused Flashpoint and got them in the situation that they're kind of in now. Um, kind of still lingering in the back of Barry's mind. So, I was really happy with the way that the rest of Team Flash kind of made him come to his senses and he made the right call.
0: Yeah. And it's almost like a realization that he comes to at the end too, is that there's always another way. I think that kind of shines a little bit more too on with Iris's death is that, look, we're going to beat this. Like if I could beat Grodd now by finding another way, we're going to beat this down the road. Like Iris isn't going to die, which leads to the big step that he makes at the end of the episode, Um, which we'll talk about when we're ready to wrap up this conversation. But, um, it's funny too because like when he said you know at one point when he says to wally and jesse as they're leaving you know there's another way i couldn't i had no idea what they were going to do i couldn't figure out in my head how they were going to beat this army of gorillas and when gypsy pops out and you know salivar comes out of the you know the wormhole i was like oh yeah that 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 definitely works so i'm liking the fact that either i'm dumbing my brain down to the point where i'm not thinking ahead to figure these plot lines out or the writers are just being that intelligent that they're making these plot lines harder to predict and i'm enjoying that
1: Mm -hmm. uh and hey you know monkey knife fight so huzzah oh god (laughs) monkey knife
0: fight that's right my Sorry, favorite. Well, I know
1: gorilla, but still, it sounds better when you say monkey knife fight.
0: Well, no, I'm just thinking that beer that we had over the summer that was absolutely delicious. Oh my
1: god, yeah, I forgot about that. It's
0: called monkey knife fight. That's what I thought you were referring to. Yep. Uh, which I want again, and you can't find anyway. Summer. <laughs> I know it's a summer beer. It's a summer beer. Uh, but yeah, we got an actual monkey. Well, monkey spear fight.
1: Yes, would be more more appropriate. Sharp, sharp, pointy things that they're holding in their hands. Monkey yes, knife fight,
0: exactly. Monkey knife fight. <laughs> so, um, the special effects did not disappoint at all. No, with not at the all. Gorillas and and you know in Grod and Salivar. So, even with that many gorillas, man, it was it didn't disappoint.
1: Yeah, it, it, everything about it looked fantastic. And there's the big thing we got to still talk about at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, the engagement – oh, no, you're not talking about the proposal at all.
1: Actually, I was.
0: Oh, were you? That's what (laughs) I was referring to earlier. I was talking about the teaser at the very end.
1: Well, yeah, and that's actually where my line of the week is going to come from is the teaser at the very end. But i got to say, finally, Barry proposing to Ironers. Yes. Uh, Really kind of awesome. And you know what? I got, like, really happy and, like, stupid, like, teary-eyed just in the, yay, this is happening – Um, I really love the uh, Candace Patton and Grant Gustin their chemistry on screen together it was a little shaky in the first season but they really have made it so wonderfully believable Um, and to see how far they've come from episode one to now is very impressive but like it's that Barry and Iris story is finally getting ready to take the next step and it's really it was fun and exciting to see like. You know, we thought that was going to happen last season when, you know, they were actually was it this season when they moved into the apartments together. I think
0: that was this season. That was be- that season. was the beginning of this season. It yeah. was post
1: Flashpoint. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So the fact that they've they're making that step is really kind of exciting and kind of makes me giddy just because of the love of the character in the comic books that like they're moving that character through his milestone moments. And it's it's fun to see.
0: Well, let's keep in mind, too, though, that we don't know for sure that she she said yes.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna say yes. <laughs> that was that's kind of like, hey, pause for dramatic moment, and episode ends. We God, we,
0: we we don't know. Can you know? Iris could have that thought in her head. You know that I don't want to commit to something like this until we know for sure. I'm not dead. Yeah, so we'll see, but we'll, we'll find out next week. It uh, was it was a cool moment, though. It was. It definitely was a nice, heartfelt moment. And this show has a has a, a habit of ending on more heartfelt moments than. Cliffhangers. Um there definitely been a share of cliffhangers, but you know, between like the Christmas episode that you know when they go on break for the Christmas episodes, they usually have a very happy ending at the end. And um, you know, we've seen other episodes end with like on higher notes rather than lower notes. So I I, it's it's always a nice touch. But we can't forget the teaser. The Mm -hmm. after flash teaser. That I, call, yes. I usually call uh, in which, just like Supergirl, I think we're now getting into the meat of this season uh, because we have seen Savitar return.
1: We have. And actually, my line of the week comes from this area where we're watching uh, Jesse and Wally sitting down and they're watching, I believe what, it, was, it was Casablanca. I uh, believe.
0: Maybe. I'm, I, I think I'm so. Pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure.
1: Uh, but, you know, Jesse's kind of like, ah, this is. A little slow, um, you know, she's like, You know what, I really want to do, and they turn off the TV. And it's that moment of Wally's kind of like, Oh, we're getting it on, and she's like, <laughs> And then she just leans in really sensually and just whispers, I want big belly burger, yeah, big belly burger. <laughs> and
0: Wally's like, Oh, uh, I was
1: like, Ah, oh, burned, <laughs> but I there was something about that moment that was just it just made me smile, and I loved it. So, what
0: a tease
1: seriously pretty funny though <laughs> it was pretty funny and it kind of made me want a big belly burger at that moment too god i'm
0: telling you i've been saying this for weeks it's one of those companies that are out there one of those fast food companies whether like be like five guys or something just convert a couple stores for like a week to big belly burger put some money mm-hmm. into this promotion like work with the wb they did it for you know the quickie martin 7-eleven uh and i think there was one other company that did it with another store too i can't remember but just, oh, God, like Burger King or McDonald's or something. Just turn your store into a Big Belly Burger for a week just so mm-hmm. I can go and say I've eaten a Big Belly Burger. Yeah, I know. That's it. That's all I want.
1: Well, you know, the answer to this is uh, we just need to get out a large, sizable bank loan and uh, make our own. And then uh, we will have it for a week and then just burn it to the ground <laughs> exactly. and collect the sure insurance money.
0: Exactly. So. so yeah but uh but yeah so another good episode of the flash this week and looking forward to next week we didn't do this with supergirl and i forgot but uh looking forward next week is the episode is the wrath of savitar so um it looks like while while training barry wally starts to have visions of savitar which he hides from the team so it looks like wally's probably going to be the only one at first who's going to be able to tell that savitar has returned
1: well what's interesting here is too is Wally was able to see Savitar. This is the very first time he's been able to. So uh, yeah, I'm kinda curious true. to see where where this goes so far because Barry I think was the only one that could see him because I don't think Wally could originally, could he?
0: No, um I don't remember was Wally ever there to be able to see him?
1: Oh, that's a good point. He didn't have his powers yet when Savitar think... was around and kicking pretty hard. Yeah, so... so
0: I don't think he was ever in touch with the speed force or connected to the speed force in order to see him at the times he
1: was there. Right. So I could totally be wrong on that one, but uh, it, yeah, so that's right. I think you have to be touched by the speed force because we saw Jay could see him, but yeah, yeah it's a, it's a wait and see though. But I think this is the first time though, that he's really coming face to face with him. The next so.
0: couple, the next couple weeks are going to be interesting. Cause you know, this coming week we've got, uh, you know, Savitar, the wrath of Savitar returning the following week after that is the week that they go into the speed force. Uh, which I'll be very curious to see what they do that, and then the following week after that is Music Meister and the Supergirl yeah. crossover. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun couple weeks for for the Flash and, and Supergirl.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I absolutely agree.
0: Uh, let's move on then to the final show of the week: Arrow, Fighting Fire with Fire, Season Five, Episode Fifteen. When Vigilante attacks Oliver while he's acting as mayor, Diggle leads the team on a mission to stop Vigilante for good. Let's not waste any time let's go right to the huge twist uh the gorilla the the gorilla grad in the room as it may be called uh we have the identity of prometheus and it is not who we thought it would be
1: no well none of us had an idea really who it was going to be but this person was not on our list at all
0: no because we thought he was somebody else yeah Uh, let's
1: let's let's not bury the lead Adrian Chase is Is not vigilante, is, is Prometheus.
0: He is Prometheus. And it's, again, huge props to the writers for this episode. It was something we did not predict. We didn't even fathom being a possibility. We were so dead set that Adrian Chase was vigilante because that's who he is in the comic books, which leads to the even bigger question. Who the fuck is Vigilante?
1: <laughs> um, this was one of the best twists I've ever seen uh, on this show. Like, because you just didn't see that coming at all. I mean, like, you know, like we always joke about Flash where it's kind of like, this is the tease. And like, it's obviously this person. Just move forward. We already know. Um, didn't see this one. Didn't, no. Didn't see this one from a mile away. This was one um, of the.
0: This was one of those things that when I was watching this episode... When he took the hood off and I was like, holy shit, are we going to find out who it is? And the camera turns and he says, you know, this is D.A. Adrian Chase. I'm like, holy shit, it's fucking Adrian. Like, didn't see it at all.
1: But the fact that now you realize because he knows who every one of them are, the fact that he was involved in, you know, Diggle getting out of prison, all of these things that he set in motion, all of this stuff. He's been playing them all, so he's just setting up pieces on a chessboard, ready to fall. Yeah. So I'm really damn curious. Like because
0: it's it's like you said. It's it's we thought up to this point that Prometheus had their number and he knew who everybody was and he was playing a game. And now we know the seriousness of that game. He is so much more ingrained in their lives than we even imagined.
1: Yeah. And they're all and pawns. Every one of them, and they like they even. Focused really heavily on this week of Adrian setting up Dinah to take the fall on something soon as well. Um, there was that whole quick moment where during the uh, Vigilante attack on Ollie when he's in the limo with Thea, Dinah, and Quentin. Um, when Vigilante attacks, Dinah comes out and shatters part of Vigilante's mask, which she has in her in her custody and is ready ready to report in to the police deport, uh, department. That we see Adrian gets his hands on from her uh, and kind of sets her up to take it back later on. So I am wondering if that's a setup for finding the Arrow Cave, which more than likely that's exactly what it is. Because we see Team Arrow find a way to use it to track down Vigilante later in the episode. My guess is Prometheus is doing the same to track the uh, Team Arrow. So.
0: Well, I mean, we we know already at this point that he... He, he's he been working with Oliver as mayor. He knows that Oliver is the Green Arrow. Like, there's no doubt yep. in my mind he already knows that. I think he knows the identity of everybody on that team.
1: Oh, absolutely. I don't question that at all. I think he knows exactly who each one of them are. So
0: do we not think he doesn't already know the location of the Arrow Cave?
1: I'm not sure about that. Because I think he would have attacked the Arrow Cave by now if he did.
0: I don't know. But I don't think he would have. Like, I think this is... like. I think that if he knows who everybody is and he knows who the arrow, the, where, the, where the Arrow Cave is, I mean, why would he, His game is so precise that if it doesn't fit into his plan to attack the Arrow Cave, he wouldn't do it. I mean, he knows who every one of these people are. He has access to all of their lives. He knows, their person, he knows them personally as well as their alter egos as, as heroes. He could have easily taken any member of this team out. Yeah. So I I think he knows exactly. I think he knows everything. I think he knows where the arrow cave is. He knows who every member of the team is, and I think that his game is so precise that he it just doesn't fit into his plan to attack.
1: Yeah. It's a. Uh, I can't wait for the next episode. I mean, like the last couple weeks when I like I know I gave heroes pretty heavily across the board the last few weeks for the show and have had some issues. Um, redeemed again i mean like i i know i've you know this season has been one of my favorites but every season's gonna have some eh episodes um now that we're back into the thick of things man i'm so excited yeah absolutely so incredibly excited and like i said now again it's that question of exactly what you put who the fuck is vigilante
0: we, we have, I some have theories. no
1: idea you and me both do we i think we have two theories at this point
0: yeah um and, and i think we do share um one similar theory uh, I don't know why I thought it at first, uh, and I don't know if it's even going to happen. But uh, one of the, the top suspects on my hit list for, for Vigilante is Paul, which is, you know, uh, Curtis's ex-husband. So, um, well, ex-husband now, at this point, now that they're going to be divorced, but... I don't know why there was so much mention of Paul, you know, Paul this, Paul that, that when it was revealed that Adrian Chase was Prometheus and not Vigilante, the first person that popped into my head for some reason was Paul.
1: Yeah. And if that was the case, that goes back to that one of those first Vigilante episodes where Vigilante's holding Mr. Terrific at gunpoint. So – and that makes that really interesting really quickly, if that's the case, because that really unpacks a whole mess of stuff for Curtis to have to deal with on the back end. So that would be a really cool, unique, interesting twist. Uh, I think it's going to be incredibly painful for you know Curtis as a character, but it would be very interesting to see them play that out. Yeah. The only other name I can think of at this point in time is Captain Pike, uh, having some you know potential, but... I'm not even very sold on that idea. I know some Internet theories out there kicking around is that Billy Malone is not dead and he's vigilante. So I'm kind of curious on how this is all going to play out and shake out. But it's Tommy Merlin. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: just go back to that theory. It's Tommy.
1: Tommy's involved in this season somehow. God damn it. No. (laughs) He's they put really, a, they, is it a, he really isn't really a doctor in Chicago. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they
0: made him a vigilante so that this way he didn't have to wear a mask. It was just another actor playing the part. But when it's revealed, he will already be done shooting Chicago MD. So he'll be back on Arrow and they'll only need him for like one or two episodes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's, so. It's not Tommy Merlin.
1: No, no definitely not.
0: Watch um, that. That'd be who it is now, too.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised if it, it does turn out to be Paul. I think right now that most signs are pointing in that direction. If you have to make a call based on the cast, we know um, if it's not Adrian, because uh, again, I, I never thought I'd be saying that, that Adrian Chase is not vigilante and Adrian Chase is the big bad. And I'm like, God damn, that's brilliant. Oh, it's such a great twist. Love it is. It, 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 it really is.
0: Yeah. Um... Before we go into some other stuff with Curtis, because I know there's something else that happened with Mr. Terrific that you, I know you're dying to talk about. Um, I, I want to bring up Susan for a minute, because now we know that Susan knows who yeah. Oliver is. She knows who Oliver is. She doesn't know who the rest of the team is. But, you know, it is somebody that sh- she is keeping it a secret, which is good. Uh, she's not as much of a bitch as we made her out. We might have thought she might have become or she was already. Uh, do we think her character is going to survive till the end of this season?
1: No. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> the, the, especially the ending that we got with Adrian confronting Susan. It's kind of like, oh, you know, you could say this is a matter of life and death. I am pretty sure that Susan Williams is going to bite it. Um, especially now that we know she knows. Now, it's, just, it's one other thing that Prometheus can take away from Oliver at this point. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, that's, and you know, that's like you said, with the scene with Adrian and her at the end, it's, she's pretty much bait at this point.
1: Yeah, and I think Oliver's not going to survive this one on that – on what's going to happen with her. Um, it's it's a little extra wrinkle uh, in the way that he's going to act, and I think it's going to be something that could drive him over a deeper edge. Uh, but, I mean, I am really loving Mare Queen. Like, he is doing such a great job as Mare at this point, and I, the fact that he throws – you know, Green Green Arrow under the bus as far as the death uh, and the cover-up of the death of Billy Malone was a really smart move. I love the fact that he's showing a lot of compassion. Like, he had multiple outs basically given to him. It's kind of like, you know, it's, as Adrian even put it, you know, the press, is, uh, press and the, you know, rest of City Hall is basically just looking for meat to throw to the wolves. And Thea basically stepped up and Adrian stepped up to say, hey, we'll take the blame in the fall on this one. Yeah. So, and Ollie being like, nope, I'm going to do it, and it's going to be Arrow. So, as we mentioned last week, I really like I said I was excited to see Green Arrow maybe become Public Enemy number one again. What did we get this week? Green Arrow. Public, Public Arrow's Enemy number one. Public
0: and, Arrow number one. Yeah.
1: Yep. And I love you now that Ollie's you now got two sides to him. It's uh, the good side of him, everybody loves, and uh, kind of back to season one. Like, we are really coming full circle in the show again. So, it's really unique and interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. Do we think, um, and this is something that became a curiosity to me after this week's episode too, I'm wondering if Willa Holland is leaving the show.
1: That's one of the things I'm thinking right now too. I'm really wondering if they're in process of getting ready to write her out and she's going to maybe be a guest star uh, yeah. here and there, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking too because, you know, she – we've seen less and less of her character lately and now after this week's episode, you know, saying that she's, you know, she's – She's resigning. She's giving her resignation into you know working with Oliver, Mayor Queen, and I. I think that this might be a a transition of her character, and that she might be on the way out.
1: Yeah, uh, either that or maybe they're prepping her for something different. Maybe she could be one of the people heading to Legends next season. You know, that's true. All these little things. I mean, you you don't quite know because we know. Again, we mentioned last week she only had thirteen episodes in her contract for this season, Um, and I mean, I'm sure. They're going to do everything in their power to keep her on board. She's been such a good character through all of this. Especially you and me even said this season. It's probably been her biggest highlight as a character yet. I, I so. think
0: out of all five seasons of this show, I think her character is the one that has made the most growth. Yeah. You know, again, we go back to season one where she was just this spoiled little brat who was doing drugs in a club. And now she's, you know, she's the mayor's assistant. And it's she's come so far and her character has grown so much. That I'd be kind of disappointed that if if they kind of wrote her out on a more permanent basis.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't really know what to think yet. I mean, over the summer, we know she made even a couple statements kind of saying that they tie their hands really hardcore in the show, like DC does. And like we've seen her being an active proponent of that a little bit and saying you know, the frustrations in that. So I'm wondering if maybe she's becoming a little unhappy. So I'm, I'm not quite sure. Maybe if seasons three and season four shook her a little bit as far as the quality of the show. Um, And I'm not quite very sure Uh, because it feels like they, you know, they had a couple great things to do with her this season, especially her interactions with Paul Blackthorne. But we haven't even seen much of that recently. Um, You know, we had a little moment last week, but that was about it. Uh, So, yeah, I'm really curious if if they're ready to say goodbye to her and uh, if they're thinning the cast down a little bit because the cast is fairly heavy right now. So, yeah, but I would hate to see another strong, prominent female character kind of disappear on the show. So,
0: yeah. Uh so one more thing to talk about before we, we move on to and start getting close to wrapping up this this issue. But uh one thing I know both of us were excited about, I think even you more so than me. Uh Curtis got balls.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually the most exciting thing this week is the amount of ball jokes that were made at <laughs> Curtis's expense. Yeah. Mainly by Renee. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I the T Sphere's in action. Finally, we have the T's. So long ago, last season, actually, I think when he was still working for Queen Consolidated, that became Palmer Tech, that became, you know, Felicity's kind of company for a little while, while still under the name of Palmer Tech, but the first time we see the T-Spheres back then, we were wondering how long it was going to take before we finally saw them in action, and they did not disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was so fantastic to see them finally, but I love the idea that they even brought up One's used defensively, one's used offensively. And uh, just that moment when he's facing down Vigilante and throwing one down and it's just Vigilante. He's like, you miss. He's like, nope, they aim themselves. Yeah. Oh, God, man, it was such a great moment. He's really becoming Mr. Terrific now, and he's using his brains and his technology over hand-to-hand fighting. And we know he can do some hand-to-hand fighting. It's just we need to still see him uh, hone that ability. And I think when he has both of those down, man, he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was excited to see the T spheres uh, pop up on this week's show too. So it's hopefully it wasn't just like they they gave it to us this week, uh, you know, just to kind of appease the fans, and they're going to back off of it next week. I hope we see these utilized more and more every week.
1: Yeah. But very happy with it. Like, between his new suit last week, the T Spheres, we have a full on Mr. Terrific now.
0: Yeah, Mr. Terrific has definitely come into focus now as a character in this show. So it's, and it's been a lot of fun watching him. Yeah. So, Uh, but I think that's going to wrap things up for this week's Iron Lesson, forget anything.
1: No, we are kinda, we're going to come in in under, uh, I think, an hour and ten. Yeah, I believe probably,
0: so. probably right about that. Uh, next week on Arrow. Actually, not next week. It'll be two weeks because there is no episode of Arrow next week. Uh, it returns to the air March 15th with an episode titled Checkmate. Uh, Oliver gets closer to the truth about Prometheus as Helix refuses to continue helping Felicity until she does a favor for them. So uh, I'm very curious to see where they're going to go with this whole Helix storyline as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the other two points we didn't bring up is Felicity officially joining Helix full force at the end of the episode. So another big point to think about coming up soon. So wondering how that's going to affect things. Actually, you know what? Uh, I got to ask you, too, because we haven't talked about it in the last couple weeks. Um Where are you standing currently with the flashbacks? Are you still enjoying them, too?
0: I am still enjoying them. Uh, They're not as bad as they have been in previous seasons, and I'm actually – I don't mind them when they pop up this time, especially because of the fact that they've, they've, they've kind of varied things up a little bit throughout the season, which we've seen flashbacks with Renee. And I really would like to see more flashbacks like that as far as the other cast members and the other teammates. Uh, I would love to see like a flashback of like when Curtis and Paul first met and you know how he got techie and uh, you know even you know with um, you know I I wouldn't even mind seeing a Adrian Chase flashback episode now and what made him want to become Prometheus like yeah I I would love to see more of this and if that's where they go next season now that the flashbacks will be completely wrapped up and we'll have come around full circle uh, I'm okay with that too.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where everything's gonna go. Still, so, but yeah, uh, so far uh, the flashbacks have been really really fun this season. Like the last couple weeks have been kind of the lower points of it, but that is still not a bad thing because they've still been good. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh so uh, Lego Batman talk real quick.
0: Yeah, we can spend a couple minutes on Lego Batman. I know you and I both had an opportunity to see it. You fell asleep during it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. Is that because you were extremely exhausted, or did you just... I already know the answer to this question, but was it because you were extremely exhausted, or did you just not enjoy the movie?
1: Um, actually, a little column A, a little column B. Uh, I, I know I'm probably not going to be a you know the the most common thread for people is where they stand, but I will say this. Um, I did not hate the movie at all. Um, I think I was. It was a mixture of a couple things. So. Uh, we go to movie tavern by us, which is if you've ever been to like an Alamo draft house or any of the dining style theaters. So we, uh, we went shortly after we recorded last week and me and a couple friends that are, um, you know, one of my friends that's on caffeine crew, uh, Bill, uh, me, him and his girlfriend went and saw it. And you know, it was the middle of the day, uh, sipping scotch, watching the movie and, I got a little too comfortable, <laughs> so. but it was also, I think, uh, the audience a couple weeks in, this is the family crowd. This is like a matinee on a Sunday, you know, um, so I think if I saw it with people that were like more of my peers, if I saw it like an opening night with a whole bunch of DC fans and people were laughing out loud because there wasn't a lot of that, it was a lot of people being fairly quiet as the movie's happening, so that kind of takes the energy down. And this is a movie that's trying to be fast, joke, 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 joke. But when the audience isn't responding, it kind of drains a little energy out of you. Um, I think if I was watching it on my own, I would have been able to enjoy it for what it was right off the bat. But I think it was the atmosphere took a little something away from it. And even the first time I saw the original Lego movie, I didn't walk away from it loving it. Um, It was the second and third viewings of it. I'm like, I really love this movie. But it was not knowing what to expect. And I think it's that Batman character, the way they portray him in the Lego universe, is kind—is con- is the way when you first hear him talk and his attitude and swagger is the joke originally. But I wasn't sure how that was going to work over an hour and 45 minutes. And after a while, I'm like, it was funny in the beginning, but now not quite as much. So... Um, But I mean, the nods to all the other things, I got to give them like a plus across the board. I mean, the humor of the nods to the previous things that have happened in the Batman mythos were phenomenal. I loved everything that they did with that. But I think the overarching just feel of the film didn't do as much for me.
0: Okay, I can understand that. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I mean, again, it's it's a Lego movie. So I tried going into it, not overanalyzing it like we do with some of the other stuff that we watch. Uh, because it is a family film, and, and that's one of the reasons why I went into it. But uh, there were just so many things in the sh- in that movie that made me laugh, even from the beginning, uh, you know, the team that the Joker puts together of all the different villains, and you go into these ones you've never heard of before, and you get that little side comment like, they're real, you know, rock a Google on them and you'll find out. Uh, which I never did, but I I took the movie's word for it that these people like condiment man, like really? Oh like, yeah, the,
1: the, the fact that Condiment King was a Lego kind this am like I am so beyond happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, but yeah, I mean, I can understand where where your feelings are with, you know the character of being kind of like a jerk in the beginning and he remains a jerk throughout the entire movie. So yeah. but I can understand that. But I mean, like the nods to, you know, when Alfred tells him you've been through different phases in your life and he pretty much just runs through all the different Batman movies that there have been, uh, you know, and we see Lego versions of like the, the posters of them, too. And it's just yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I just try not to overanalyze movies like that.
1: I, I mean, I think one of the things for me, too, that kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth and it happened with the killing joke is having Batgirl and Batman ever have any form of, like, kind of romance or sexual relationship, it gives me a very oogie feeling, and I really don't like it. Uh It really bothers me and gets under my skin. Uh, so even the fact that this was its own thing, it was the Lego Batman universe, so it was kind of like, hey, she's commissioner. Um uh, I don't know, man, like, it, this... Uh, it feels like bugs are crawling on me when they do that stuff. And I'm like, no, it's like a father-daughter dynamic, and it's always kind of been that way. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it definitely bugs me a little bit. So I think that's one of the things that kind of leaves a sour taste. Uh, and I love Dick Grayson, so the fact that they kind of made him this obnoxious little brat. Uh, and I really don't like Michael Sarah. I really hate him as an actor. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, like, it was kind of cool there. Like, hey, the character design is like the Carrie Kelly uh, design from you know Frank Miller, and I really love the fact that they did that and played with that. But like, it was all those little things. It was just ah oh, made me just not enjoy that universe that they did. But I loved all of the villains and how they did them, and I loved the Joker's whole idea for all this is because Batman doesn't love him
0: or doesn't <laughs> love to
1: hate him. Uh, he's not memorable, and it was this was the reason for it, and the catalyst for the whole story. I loved that. I did absolutely love that though. So. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean again, it's it, it's one of those things that like I said, I just tried not to overanalyze it. And I went into it just as a Lego movie and tried to enjoy it. And I did. And mm-hmm. There were definitely some moments that made me that made me chuckle very very loudly. Uh, you think it's something you would ch- you would see again just to yes. see if you
1: Um, I think it's a, I have a feeling it's going to be exactly like the the original Lego movie. I think I'm going to need a second viewing where I'm not tired. Uh, I mean, and when I fell asleep, it wasn't falling asleep for chunks of time. It was like that little like fade in fade out where things aren't just sinking in the way that they should. Um, I think if it was under circumstances and I get to watch it on my own uh, with the right people or by myself, you know, uh, I think I'd end up actually really enjoying it. So I'm not going to rate it because I, I don't think it's fair for me to rate it. Um, but I think the impressions of what it feels like the three fourths of the movie I saw in pieces 50 uh, 50, but I have a feeling I'm going to end up loving it. So,
0: okay. All right, cool. Uh, All right, let's get ready to wrap things up for this week. But before we do that, we have to talk about some of the news. And, Rob, I'll send it back over to you for that.
1: Uh, So we're actually going to throw in some Gotham news into the mix. Uh, So we know a new – well, a new villain is joining the fray for Gotham. Um, And uh – feels a little weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> it does, uh, indeed. But it, it, it's pulled by a great actor, though. Somebody that is uh, from Game of Thrones. It's Alexander Siddig, uh, And he's going to be playing the League of Shadows, as they list here. Uh, it's specifically League of Shadows, not the League of Assassins. Uh, but that's Rachel al Ghul, uh, is coming to Gotham. Uh, so I'm very curious. But it sounds like Bruce is going to be the one involved with the character, not Jim. So... That is at least smart. Where you're going to see a little bit of a tie together is where Bruce is looking into the Court of Owls, and we'll come across Rachel Cool. So, um, so that's a cool way to do it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out when we do our annual over the summer. So, uh, so it's a big wait and see, but a great actor picked for it. But it's kind of interesting to see this character pop up on Gotham. So, um, so heading over into the world of. DC especially in the TV universe let's talk a little bit about a couple synopsis coming up very specifically uh some upcoming episodes uh, that I believe this is the week of March 20th so a couple weeks out yet but we know Kevin Sorbo and Terry Hatcher will be making their appearances on Supergirl in the episode titled Starcrossed and it's a new villain specifically being Terry Hatcher comes to National City putting Supergirl on high alert meanwhile Wynn's girlfriend Lyra uh, ...gets win in trouble with the law. Maggie attempts to help win, but old loyalties get in the way. And the Music Meister attacks Supergirl at the end of the episode... ...and then oh, immediately followed up the next day by Flash Duet. Uh, and Barry and team are surprised when Monel and Hank Henshaw arrive on Earth... ...carrying a comatose Supergirl who is whammied by the Music Meister. Unable to wake her, they turn to Team Flash to save her. However, the Music Meister surprises the Flash and puts him in a similar coma... And one that Flash, uh, Team Flash cannot cure, Barry and Kara wake up without their powers in an alternate reality where life is like a musical and the only way to escape is by following the script.
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: really looking forward to seeing this play out. And then last but not least, because we have to bring it up, and I believe this could be the final episode of uh, Legends, but I think we may still have a couple more right after that. But it is... Fellowship of the Spear is the title of the episode, and it's titled It's War. The legends must devise a plan to retrieve the last remaining fragment of the Spear of Destiny from the Legion of Doom. They find themselves in France at the height of World War One, faced with the knowledge that they must destroy the mythical object. They enlist the help of a soldier by the name of John Ronald Rule Tolkien. <laughs> And they find that the spear is leading them into the heart of the war. Meanwhile, the team must all resist the temptation of the, sphere, of the spear and the return of a former teammate. And we all know who that is. We all know yeah. who that
0: is. Do we think that episode is going to end with the spear? With the spear being thrown into some lava?
1: Yeah, I don't know, but I really <laughs> hope for a "you shall not pass" moment from somebody. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it's got to come from. So, it's
0: got to come from Ray.
1: Uh, more than likely. Uh, but or I,
0: no, actually, Dr. Stein.
1: Yeah, it could Professor definitely Doctor, St- yeah, Dr. Stein on this, and Professor Stein. We'll see how that plays out, but uh, I don't know how many more episodes there are. Uh, I believe this is episode 17. I think they have 18 episodes this season, correct? Uh, I will tell you in a second. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's exactly where they wrap up. So I think this is the, the penultimate episode of the show, so um, – Moving over real quick, back into Supergirl, we do know that Raw Coley from iZombie is 17. joining se- 17 episodes, yes. so this will be the final episode. Well,
0: Fellowship so. in the sphere, Spear is episode 15.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I think we have something that's throwing that off a little bit. So maybe yeah. – uh, I think it's – huh, interesting, yeah. Episode 17 is the one with Tolkien, so um, it and th- says th- and, here. That's,
0: and that's kind of weird, too, because of the fact that it's – I think because uh, I posted a picture of that on our Facebook page, and I think it was a it was a share from Katie Lotz's, um post, and I think she said like finale oh. at the time that she was. I'm, I'm looking for the picture now. Oh,
1: you know what? No, then J.R.R. R. Tolkien stays with them then uh, for a couple episodes because episode two seventeen yeah is, is, t- titled t- Aruba, is titled Aruba
0: and J.R.R. So. R. Tolkien is is also for that one too so yeah so it so looks T- like tolkien's so gonna Tolkien stay with him
1: stays stays with him for a couple episodes so yep. that's kind of cool um so uh like i said uh, jumping back to supergirl rob Colley is going to be guest starring rob Colley, if you don't know him is from i he plays Ravi, which is such an amazing wonderfully fun character um if you have not watched that show he is easily i think the breakout one of the breakouts at least because that show is phenomenal so make sure you check that show out when it comes back for iZombie. But he'll be jumping over to Supergirl as the DC villain Biomax. Uh, and this sounds like uh, this will be coming right around the time uh, that we're going to be introduced to Terry Hatcher. We don't have an episode number yet, but we'll definitely be seeing him soon. So uh, it's kind of awesome that we're, we saw uh, Major on Powerless last week. And now Raw Coley, also from iZombie, making an appearance on another CW show. So kind of awesome. Um, as we mentioned again just a second ago, episode seventeen is titled "Aruba from Legends of Tomorrow," where we know that J.R.R. Tolkien is going to be at, and then we're going to jump over into some more Black Lightning casting. Uh, Nefessa Williams and China Anne, Mac- uh, Mac- I think it's McLean, are joining the show as Thunder and Lightning. So we don't do know now who some of Black Lightning's daughters will be. Uh, so I'm really curious to see how this plays out. Uh, Nefessa Williams is from Code Black, and China Ann McLean is from House of Pain. So they will both be uh, filling in the roles. I think Williams is playing Pierce's oldest daughter, uh, Anessia, and is described as the passionate, quick-witted the one that balances the demands of medical school and her job teaching part time at her father's school while McLean is playing the younger Jennifer, who's the one that becomes involved in the criminal gang that forces her father to shoot back up as black lightning. Once again, uh, I'm really looking forward to how this is going to play out. I love the premise of the show. So it's a big, uh, big wait and see when this does kick off. But I think Cress Williams is a perfect casting choice for the character. And I'm really excited. So, yeah, um, in the video game world real quick before we wrap up with the films uh injustice 2 in uh just introduce the next character to the roster that being Dr. Fate. And I don't know how not to be so incredibly excited by the fact that this roster is just getting better and better and better. The moment and, yeah, I, but-
0: the moment I saw the announcement of Dr. Fate, I was like, "Yep, I now know the character I'm going to be mastering."
1: Yes, and if you haven't had a second, head over to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dc primetime. We do have a video posted there where you can watch the first trailer and see uh, Dr. Fate, or not Dr. Fate, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, Dr. Fate, yeah, I almost <laughs> said Mr. Fate, and I'm like, wait, that's, I was right, and this completely boned it. Uh, but no, Dr. Fate in action, and his play style looks incredibly unique and interesting. Uh, the best way I can put it is if you played previous games in Mortal Kombat. He has a little bit of a look of uh, Ermac in the later uh, later uh, games, where it's very telepathic uh, attacks, but very fast-paced. So I'm really excited to see how he's going to play. Uh, and I believe I have the date for... No, nope, I don't have the d- date in front of me for that game, but I believe it's May. It's a late May release. So um, Jumping over to the film universe, David Ayer is uh, now teasing the villain for... His his personal follow up to Suicide Squad, which is Gotham City Sirens, but it looks like no one, uh, no one other but Black Mask is who the sirens will be facing. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this. This is the first time we'll ever see Black Mask, uh, actually. I think in a live action format, we had a little bit of a tease back on Gotham last season, but uh, I think seeing a full on Roman Sionis is going to be really unique and interesting.
0: Yeah, so. I think it's I think it's kind of fitting for that cast too, or for yeah, that uh, for that film.
1: Especially with um, some of the characters that we're seeing, uh, Catwoman very specifically, uh, being uh, somebody that's responsible for his death in the comic books. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they play this off. Yeah. So really, really looking forward to it. And then heading over to Justice League, probably the biggest story of the week. Uh, We mentioned last week that there is a Green Lantern Corps member that's going to make an appearance. And all we, they said is, it's somebody with a funny name. And I'm like, that des- des- described half of the Green Lantern Corps. So, but we da- now know exactly who that is. And it's the exact right call that they should have made. So I got to give him pre- uh, credit. Uh, that's Abin Sir, who crashes to Earth, uh, will be making an appearance in Justice League. And we all know the classic story of Abin Sir is when he crashes to Earth, he gets a message and he dies, wherein his ring flies off into... Surrounding cities hunting for the person best fit to wield the power of the core, that being obviously none other than Hal Jordan. So, this is the way that you introduce Hal Jordan.
0: So, do, okay, I was going to say, do we think this is the way that they're going to bring Hal Jordan into the DCEU now?
1: I think so. I don't think we're going to see Hal, but I do think we'll see Abin Sir and his ring fly off. Maybe it's Abin Sir coming down with a message for the league stating things that he knows that are coming. Uh, maybe giving a warning and that's the reason he's coming to Earth so uh, that's more than likely the reasoning and then he'll die and then his ring will fly off into the atmosphere trying to track down the best candidate okay. so uh, I think that works I think it works quite well so I'm very happy with that's how they're doing it they're not trying to shoehorn in the introduction of uh, another character I think it's just here's a quick plot point and that we know it leads to something bigger so um, so yeah very happy with how they're going to handle that so Good on them on this one, uh, and then I guess it's time for recommendations.
0: Uh, in which I don't have one, <laughs> so I will pretty much leave that to you. Uh, in this case,
1: uh, for me, I'm gonna go back to comics again this week, uh, and I'm gonna say uh, Tom King did uh, an amazing job wrapping up his uh, his Bane storyline of the I Am Bane in Batman 18. So if you haven't gotten a second, I believe this is the wrap up of it. Uh, but yes, uh, quite fantastic, quite wonderful, and it was really interesting to watching the parallels between, you know, Bane and Bruce Wayne. So, uh, really quite wonderful, really a fun arc. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to read it, uh, check that out. So, hey, cool. and uh, I think the only other thing I can say is if you have the opportunity to play uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, because holy crap, it's amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna get on that this week.
1: So for sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. So
0: cheap plugs before we get out of here. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, both of these pod- this podcast, as well as both of our other podcasts are on the, here on the next level podcast network, uh, which we encourage you to check out next level including my other podcast, the showcast spotlight, which is our inner, our celebrity interview podcast.
1: Yeah, and uh, always check me out over at Caffeine Crew on NextLevelRadioOnline.com dot com as well. Um, we just released the new episode this past week, uh, which is episode thirty five, thirty six. Can't quite remember. Um, it's weird to think that that show's been around for several years, and in one year we have gone well beyond that, just doing doing DC because of it being weekly. Yeah. But um, that show is a monthly geek culture podcast, and if you like Disney, and I'm talking not like Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, but Full-on classic Disney. We get down and dirty into that, this uh, this uh, episode, where we actually kind of break down the three eras of uh, Disney in the past. So we have the Golden Age, Silver Age, and Modern Age, and we discuss that in great detail and great length and kind of like the messages that D, uh, Disney's kind of – kind of crammed down people's throats from youth and how much they have changed from snow white to things like moana uh it was actually incredibly a lot of fun and i think my favorite episode we've ever done in the show normally we don't do just one topic normally it's several but uh this could actually be a change for the show where we may actually look at going down this avenue uh, especially now being with the next level i we thought maybe it's time to mix it up a little bit so yeah i'm, I'm looking
0: we, i'm looking forward to hearing this one
1: and uh and we we do take a break from cartoon 20 questions on this episode we we went back to uh what we originally started with just for this one which was uh, Mary fuck kill with disney characters and we didn't make the same mistakes as we did the first time we did it in disney so <laughs> i will say uh it's a really awesome episode so i really highly recommend people check that out it is a ton of fun cool so, and uh do you want to give the plug for your uh george
0: Oh uh, yeah, I mean well, I mean you know the you know him better than I do as far as his website, but I mean, you know the the theme music that you hear at the beginning of this episode, as well as the theme music that you play at that we play at the end, uh, we can't thank George Shaw enough for that. So special thanks to George Shaw for providing the music for the podcast, so we encourage you to check out his uh, all of his other things on both on YouTube and his website georgeshawmusic.com.
1: Awesome. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I want to go play Zelda for an hour before I have to leave the house. So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: once again we thank you guys for uh for, for listening to us and supporting us. Be sure to comment and post on the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash next level or yeah, um, slash DC Primetime, wrong one. Uh, and of course, be sure if you don't already, if you stream us online or if you you know, you download per episode Uh, subscribe, you you know, give us, you know, help us out and subscribe to the podcast. It makes things easier for you and it helps things out for us as well. Uh, But, you know, thanks for listening. Next week, we'll be bringing you four out of the five shows as Arrow is on break next week. And we're gearing up for some big stuff, man. We got the the musical crossover coming up. Uh, We'll have some great stuff, hopefully coming out of Chicago when I head that way in a couple weeks. And we'll probably save a lot of that stuff for when the seasons wrap up. And we'll play it over the summer. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, uh, if you haven't checked out any of the stuff from Atlanta, we encourage you to go to next level on all of it is on the website there. And, um, I think that about does it. So, uh, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care.
1: Peace.